So I bought you dinner tonight, and your response was to give me a hard time again about my couch. It's not a good couch, but if it does make you feel better, I brought the podcasting fedoras, and I just, as a peace offering, I'll let you wear this other one while we record. I'll consider it. Okay. I, that was that noise that you guys are hearing is me putting on the fedora. No, it's not. You didn't put it on. You tried <laughs> to put it on your lampshade. Just put on the f- fedora. Embrace the Lakers' exceptionalism after, like, a, what, 30-point loss? It's like an objectively ugly hat. It's too big for me. I can't wear it. That's too bad. It's perfect size for my giant head. <laughs> so, welcome everybody to the Lake Show. Uh, I'm Anthony Irwin. That's Harrison. He's in my house again. The Lakers, in in what should not have surprised anybody, got rolled. By the fully healthy and hitting on all cylinders Golden State Warriors. Uh, Is there really anything to even talk about? From that, I mean, did we see that Steph Curry is finally mortal? Like, that was the most vulnerable I've ever seen him look when he was on the fast break and he tried to dunk it and then he slipped. And then you're like, oh, of course, because it's the Warriors. He's going to slip and then he's going to hit a corner three after they get the <laughs> offensive rebound. And then he airballs it. I, I think that should have cost the Warriors like 30 points. I'm, I'm saying, like, that's embarrassing. Yeah, that should have that gotten the Lakers back into the game. Yeah. At least. It's tie game at that point again. Honestly, I that might be the the lack of the Lakers getting back into the game like that is maybe the worst no call I've seen over the last like forty eight hours. That's not going to make Rams. Well, no, it won't make Rams. No, fans, Saints, yeah, Saints fans. Yeah, Saints fans. Yeah, like your wife. <laughs> it's a good thing she's sleeping right now. Uh, we're going to. There's not. There's nothing to analyze about a game that the Lakers don't have anybody. I thought if I could. For, my only, I guess, hard well, that's line. The, that's the thing to analyze is they don't have anybody right now. Like well, this is this is where we finally seen them hit the breaking point. Like when you're missing Lonzo, LeBron, and Rondo, yeah. you cannot survive. Especially like, this if was Luke not just, is not is so reluctant to play Caruso. Even if like if he had played Caruso, I don't think no, that makes yeah, it. yeah, obviously not. But that's what I mean, like. We've hit the breaking point where the injuries are too much to overcome. It's not just we can say like, oh, lol, the Warriors are hilariously are shooting hilariously hot. Well, like there's no like no one can stop them. That's all true. But the Lakers weren't even going to be able to say like they can't beat any team with this roster right no, now. I, they just they don't have a single natural playmaker out on the floor. Like when Lance Stevenson is your backup point guard, you're just you're in a sore spot. I think I think. One of the things that I had noticed when Lonzo was playing well was there's a stark contrast in how good the Lakers are when he's engaged versus when he isn't or when he isn't on the court. And right now you're seeing it like he's not on the court. And it with LeBron out and with Rondo out and, and that's going on as well, like that's just you have nobody to create. And, and, you know, Brandon Ingram made it work a little bit last year. But he had Julius Randle was a decent secondary option there. He had Brooke Lopez as a pick and pop option out there. He has nothing to work without. The Kyle Kuzma, like everybody gives Lonzo this this hard time about his horrible shooting and his funky looking jumper. But Kyle Kuzma is like 
a an objectively much worse shooter this year than Lonzo Ball has been. Yeah, he, he's he has that is literally true. He has shot worse from three than Lonzo has this year. And 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 so you know for for it's it's easy and and I'm sure people are expecting me to get down on Brandon Ingram, but he's not. The, this is. In a completely unworkable situation that they asked him to No, he's being set up to fail, and they probably know that on some level. They just, they have to ask him to do it because they don't have another option. They literally don't have another option. Like, sometimes you only have bad options. Yeah, they could ask Karen from sales to go out there and play. play Like, like sometimes you're faced with the option of either sitting on the floor or sitting on Anthony's couch. And, like, (laughs) sitting on Anthony's couch is a slightly better option, but it's like Brandon Ingram being your primary starting point guard. I gave you that pillow. As, as and then a, you roasted as an, me online. As an olive branch. No. <laughs> We're done. Uh, the Co- question, you, want, you want to guess what Kyle Kuzma is shooting from three this year? Is it like 28%? 30.8%. Yeah. It's you just, don't want to know where Lonzo is? 32.9. So yeah. not the, actually that much. Wait, no. Was that right? Yeah, 32.9. But still, like people think Lonzo is this awful shooter, but Kuzma is a much like, – is, is shooting – Way more three-pointers and is a worse three-point shooter. Since, since LeBron and Rondo went down, even with those insane games, Kuzma literally set his career high in threes mm-hmm. like two games ago or three games ago now. And then two games ago had another great night against the Rockets. Like, even with that stretch, over the last 14 games, Lonzo is shooting 37.3% from three. Kyle Kuzma is shooting 297 And I just dropped my phone. I, I wouldn't blame you for dropping your phone. Yeah. That's such a low percentage. <laughs> 29.7. He set his career high during yeah. that span. Yeah. And it's a small sample. Like, so you right after. That that would... Yeah, you would think that that would, like, really massively trend it upwards. Like, P- Pete has a video by the time you're listening to this dropping today now because we're finally safe to drop it after a game <laughs> when he shot bad. Pete turns this thing into me right before the Thunder game, and then he hits his career high in threes and then plays amazing mm-hmm. again against the Rockets. And I'm like, I can't release a why Kyle Kuzma is shooting poorly this season video right now we're gonna look like idiots i'm interested to see what his findings are i for me i think his rhythm is completely inconsistent well you're just gonna have to click on that link and go to silverscreenroll.com which you <laughs> never plug on this podcast ever what's this for silverscreenroll.com I, it's the website that we write for the good thing is they don't pay me so it's where all the kobe articles that i'm going to have you write tomorrow <laughs> go Good luck with that. Uh, I want to, though, ask you if you think Lonzo's injury is going to hold him. Like, if, if, if his injury right now is slated to hold him out four to six weeks, it's considered a, a grade three sprain, which, like, you and I both saw the reaction on Jen's face when she heard grade three sprain. Yeah, she looked uh, like she had had a grade three sprain. She, it, it, it's not great. It's, yeah. it's, it's not the kind of thing that you want to hear or see for us. And she said, wow, I'm surprised he isn't having surgery on a grade three sprain. Uh, and to use her phrasing, it's barely being held together right now from a full rupture. So that doesn't sound great to me. And let's just say the four to six week thing is the best case scenario here. But we've also seen Lonzo take longer than most players to come back from injury. We've seen him be reluctant to go over the knife until under, under the knife. <laughs> over to. Over the knife, I think, would be what he's doing. He's, go, he's jumping over it. <laughs> yeah. he's avoiding it. Uh, but we, we've seen him take longer to come back than anticipated. So my question to you is, with that as some background information, do you think the Lakers would go with a make some kind of trade 
for a secondary backup point guard just in case Lonzo doesn't come back in time. I don't think that they, I think if they're going to make a move, it's going to be a move they would have made anyway. I don't think that yeah. Lonzo's injury, when you have a full roster, it's one thing when you don't when you have an empty roster spot, but when you have a full roster, I don't think that they're going to go out and do something just to address something that short term. Yeah. Unless it's a move they would have done anyway, because like I think the other the only way that this influences it is like let's say Rondo comes back. And, like, God forbid, but Rondo comes back and he gets injured right away again. Like, it didn't heal all the way. He just hurts himself, whatever. Like, let's just say hypothetically. Or he comes back and he's just not what he was. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just it looks like he's not comfortable. Who knows? I'm not saying that's what's going to happen. Yeah. But let's just say it doesn't go according to plan. Hypothetically speaking. It does not go according to plan. Or he comes back, but LeBron takes longer than what they're thinking he's going to take. Like, then that's when you start to talk about making a move. But at that point, are you so screwed that it's not worth mortgaging, like, any assets to make a move anyway? Do you just kind of wait it out and just, you know, like take your lumps in a season that kind of got away from you? I think like that's more pop. I don't think that this is going to force them into doing anything. I I think teams may try to leverage them into Mm -hmm. doing something because. Oh, that's for sure. I I don't I don't think that the Lakers are going to allow this to be leveraged against them to like have to go make a move. I think what it comes down to for me is I agree with your assessment that any move that they make, they were prepared to make that move anyway. Yeah. Uh, and, like, for example, if it's, like, KCP and a couple second rounders works under the CBA to, for, for Jeremy Lin, like, that's a, move, that's a move that makes sense anyway, right? Because Lonzo Ball plays well off the ball anyway. Jeremy Lin is really good in the pick and roll. His fans are wonderful. They're the best fans that you can find out there. I just can't wait for Jeremy Lin fans to to yell at me about LeBron getting the ball too often. If the Lakers trade for Jeremy Lin, I'm not going to tweet for the rest of the year. <laughs> That's a a good proclamation. I think I would agree. I'm not going to check. I'm not going to check any of the comments under any of our articles. Mm -hmm. I'm going to burn my own house down just so that they don't know where I live. (laughs) I don't think that would help. Like, you'd still live somewhere. But they won't know where. It won't be listed. (laughs) I'm going to be mobile. Cardboard box style. I think what what it comes down to, though, is that, like, with a move like that, it makes sense anyway. And when you add to it. That Lonzo, you know, given everything that I said about Lonzo's injury history and, like you said, the the chance that maybe something goes wrong with Rajon Rondo, like, that would force the Lakers' hand there. And that move, like, I think it makes sense no matter what, but on top of all that might be going on, I think it makes even more sense. Yeah, I mean, getting Jeremy Lin for KCP, like, to me, if Lonzo comes back, that's somewhat of a lateral move because I don't think that at that point he fits as well. I don't think you make, I don't like think this, that... Hey, Jeremy Lin fans, just stop listening for a second, just yeah. fast forward, like, 30 30 yeah. seconds. Jeremy Lin isn't good, as good of a shooter as KCP. No. And That's so true. I don't think that – like KCP, he has his flaws, mainly taking like – Awful shots. Insane heat checks that they, he then claims were drawn up by the coaching staff against the Rockets. <laughs> I wish I could have seen Luke's face when he said that. Like that was a, that was a drawn up Like play. he immediately texted Brian Shaw, right? He's like, you didn't – did you draw this up? <laughs> Mermies is coaching the game next time. Yeah. <laughs> this is why Denver fired you. What did you rap to him to go take the heat check? Yo, 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 take this awful three. <laughs> That's terrible. So that Luke can yell at me. <laughs> 
but I think I think what it comes down to for for what the Lakers need though is like I there I look you know I have an almost unsafe <laughs> relationship with the trade machine. I'm on there all the time. It's literally one of my tabs on my uh, it's a saved site that I can go to within a click. Uh, I was on there for, I'd say, about an hour or so today trying to find a KCP trade that isn't a lateral movement, and it doesn't exist. Well, and Not the other, under the parameters that the Lakers are looking to make a trade with. The other complicate, like, there, there are two other complications here. One is, as I had to explain to our young friend, Christian Rivas, uh, who hosts the Thursday episodes mm-hmm. of this on this podcast feed with Grant Goldberg. They're Wait, great. We you gave should, them a show? Yeah, you should listen to it. It's really great. Okay. Yeah, you should listen to them. But as I had to explain to Christian today, teams don't usually just make a move just to, like, do the Lakers a favor. Like, the, they have to be getting <laughs> something back that makes sense for them long term. Yeah. So you can't just trade. Actually, I'm not I'm not going to put him on blast for what the trade that he proposed. And no, come on. You Should I do it? Yeah. All right. Well, it was KCP and was it just KCP? For it was I KCP. Didn't... It was KCP and something for Augustine and uh, Terrence Ross. Yeah, they aren't getting they aren't getting two players. You can't do that anyway. Yeah, well, no, no, no. I, it was, it was another like player. KCP yeah. and Lance, maybe, or KCP and I'm, Beasley. I'm, hold on, I'm gonna look at this. It was KCP and Lance for for uh, Terrence Ross and DJ Augustine. The Lakers would probably have to throw like a. F- yeah, maybe with a pick, Orlando does that. But even still, I think Orlando's going to try and make the playoffs. But then the second, just to finish blasting Christian for mm-hmm. this episode, maybe. Um, the second complication is that KCP has a de facto no trade clause. Yep. And, like, KCP and his representation do not want him to just go anywhere. Yeah. You know? Like. It would have to be some kind of three-team deal. That lands KCP probably with the contender still. It would have to be somewhere, regardless, it would have to be somewhere that would be a structured system that would allow him to succeed mm -hmm. heading into free agency. There's no way that they're approving it to a place where his role is going to maybe be in flux or where he's going to have to do too much and make himself look bad, all that stuff. That's not going to happen. They aren't going to approve that. Yeah, it's going to be complicated with the Lakers because the thing you have to keep in mind here is they are not taking on any money whatsoever that cuts into this offseason spending ability. Nope. None. It's really hard to make a trade. I mean, we'll get into this more when we do our trade deadline special in the Great Lake Show tradition of promising things that we aren't sure we can deliver on yet. Yeah, we'll We're going to have a very special guest, and we're going to do a trade deadline special next week. Okay. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I just... Like, there are a lot of reasons that a KCP trade, specifically, mm-hmm. is even harder to make than the other ones. Yeah. This is what the Lakers are, are looking to do here is going to be borderline impossible given – because the other thing is, all right, so they aren't, they aren't taking on any extra money that, ha, that, cut in, that cuts into this offseason spending ability. They also aren't going to offer up any assets that they could use in an Anthony Davis trade. So if you're talking about first-rounders – they aren't touching those. Those are going to be used in an Anthony Davis trade. They need to they need to be able to beat a package that Boston offers, that Denver offers, that uh, Philadelphia offers. Like they have to be able to top all of these teams offers for Anthony Davis, and that means not touching any of the assets that they could use this season to improve their team too. So, 
with the Lakers, like when 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 people ask, "Hey, what could the Lakers do this upcoming trade deadline?" It's like it's very the the, the margin for error here is is razor thin. Is it time to start talking about mixing, missing the playoffs? No, no. I I I I think we'll start getting to that point if like if LeBron misses another full week, like if another we, full week from now. Yeah. So if we come back next Monday and he has not played, we're going to talk about. Yeah. Will the Lakers miss the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, you have Because right to. now the Lakers canceled practice for Tuesday, so they aren't going to practice, which means he can't get in any 5-on-5. Uh, five five. He still hasn't done 5-on-5. Five five. He's mm-hmm. only done 5-on-0. Uh, they'll practice on Wednesday, then I would assume, and then they'll play it Thursday on Thursday at home. You know, like... I mean, yeah. All of a sudden, these things are... If they don't make the playoffs, I'm who, just, who gets fired? Somebody gets fired. I, I don't think there's any way Luke lasts if they don't make the playoffs, even if it's not his fault. Yeah. I, I don't see that there's any way. Do you think there's a chance Polinka gets fired? Yeah, I don't think that that's out of the realm of possibility. But I I don't think... Like, head's got a role, man. You don't make maybe, the playoffs with but LeBron, like, head's I got think, a role. I think Polinka would still be around for the... Not just because... Like, there, he has a lot of, you know, not experience as an executive, but there are a lot of, like, positive qualities to what Polinka can bring. Like, there are things that he is good at as a former agent. And mm-hmm. um, But, like... The other thing that he has going for him is that the Lakers are a family business. Yep. They like being in business with their family. They yep. like that he is Kobe's former agent that they have a long-time relationship with. Like, I don't think that they're going to just fire him just to fire somebody. Like, I, I do think that they will fire Luke just to fire yeah. somebody. Well, I <laughs> – yes. <laughs> yeah, I would, Sorry, I would probably imagine so. Uh, let's – we the, well, the, I guess the – the next thing that we have to get into is I just want to ask you, like, if you're not willing to say that the Lakers are going to miss the playoffs yet, or you're not willing to even have the discussion, is it because you think Carmelo Anthony is going to come and fix the problems? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm kind of pissed at myself for laughing the way that I did, because I wanted to see how long, I want to know how long you could hold a straight face asking that question. Like that, there's no way you can you can I'm I'm the master of it. Deadpan that one. Uh I wanted to we'll talk about Mello here in a second, but dude, I didn't really throw the question back at you. Do you think there's a chance that like should we start talking about the Lakers being on the outside looking in? Like the thing that you have to ask is which team that's currently in could drop out. Well, so let's take a look at this. Hold on. We're going to – can you hear me typing right now? I'm typing in <laughs> NBA Western Conference standings. Probably should have had this tab up before we went on the air. Maybe, especially um, if it was something we were going to talk about. Yeah. Well, I wasn't planning to talk about it. It just came into my head. Well, this was well done on our part. Yeah, I could see – Like the Clippers maybe. I could see the Clippers dropping out. I think the Clippers are the are the top team that I would probably point to – as the team that is most likely to drop out, yeah, just because like and then like dark horse trailblazers because well, they've had some like dark voodoo magic the last couple of years after the trade deadline where they like all or after the all star break where all of a sudden they go on a tear. This year they played pretty well, so I think it's time to flip. They're gonna play awful after. Well, the the, the Clippers though. The thing I wanted to mention about the Clippers, I think Lou Williams is hurt. And he is hugely important for what they do. Yeah, that would be like the Blazers losing Damian Lillard. Basically. Yeah, I, he's. I mean, Lou Williams is like Damian Lillard with better music. Yeah. Right? So, 
I'm sure there's no way this comes back to us in any no, way, shape, or form. No, no chance. Ian Carmelo is definitely not hopping in our mentions for that one. Uh, the other team that I, I'm kind of looking at, too, is Houston, because they're a completely different team without Clint Capella. But you have to factor in the fact that, like, Melo is now officially off their roster. So they're going to go <laughs> on, like, a 10-game winning streak. <laughs> like, he's just, like, just by not employing Carmelo Anthony anymore. He wasn't even around the team. Yeah. But, like, he's, like, no longer on their cap sheet. The team just starts shooting a little better, starts he's, playing a little more unselfishly. It's been a running joke on, on Locked On NBA that, like, not Carmelo Anthony is <laughs> is an MVP candidate. I'm saying. Because <laughs> look at, look at look how. Look at the thunder. Yeah. Look at what say. James Harden's doing now. <laughs> And the good thing, the Lakers want to add him, though. So I guess we should use that to segue. Well, do the Lakers want to add him? (laughs) Do they really? Because we had a report from your close personal friend now, Sam Amick of The Athletic and and Locked On NBA. And, like, he reported last week that the Lakers were, like, they were thinking about signing, like, they were linked to Carmelo Anthony, but they had concerns about his conditioning and overall state of his game. Those are not small things to be concerned about. That's not like... Well, you know, we aren't sure how he's going to get along with this player in the locker room because right. they have prior beef, whatever. Like, that's not like a small – that's not like a we can get these guys – we need to see if we can get these guys to be fine or, like, if he's going to get along with this guy or if, like, this coach is going to get along with him. These are not small things to iron out. His conditioning and the overall state of his game. Yeah. Like, they have concerns about those two things, and yet they're still allegedly interested in Carmelo <laughs> Anthony. And I say – do the air quotes as remember, I talk Remember Key and Peele used to do the, the – the Barack Obama and then like his translation, his angry translation. Yeah. It's like like it, when you say conditioning and overall state of his game, the angry translation of that is he's ass and he might be fat. Like he's <laughs> like he's he's not good and he might not be in shape. Like you don't leak that at all. About a player that you're considering No, and then, like, I mean, Woj had the report today, as we're recording this on Monday, that the Lakers were... You made a good were, point on this. The yeah. Lakers were interested in adding Carmelo Anthony, but they were not planning to w- get rid of any of, their of any of their guaranteed players. The Lakers have a full roster. If it's 2019, <laughs> and you're like, well, we're interested in Carmelo Anthony, but not enough to wave Lance Stevenson. Are you really interested in him? Right, right. Like, how interested are you at that point? That's like... Like, like the Lakers probably have some level of interest in some G League prospects that mm-hmm. they would be like, you know, like the next, like, David Nwaba or whatever, guys that they think could be like that. Like, not necessarily David Nwaba, but mm-hmm. guys who they targeted, like they targeted David Nwaba and have on their list of potential G League call-ups. The Lakers also aren't going to wave Lance Stevenson for those guys. No. Like, so how interested are they really in them? You know? Like, that's my thing. I don't – to me, this is a, like, the reporters are getting – you know, the late, like Magic Johnson, Palinka, whoever is in the front office that they have contacts with, I don't want to speculate. Like, mm-hmm. whoever they have contacts yeah, with, whatever, in the front the sources, of, whatever, whatever it is, like, they're getting one side of, like, hell no, we don't want Melo. <laughs> and then from LeBron's I side. I hear Magic Johnson saying that specifically. From, you know that gift? Remember that gift from no, Summer League? Well, hold on, stop. Okay. Well, then you're getting from LeBron's side, you're getting, yeah, they, I was just talking to Magic yesterday that we we really think they need to add Melo, you know? Yeah. Like, Melo, mm-hmm. we're going to get the banana boat back together, or at least half of it. Mm-hmm. And, like, like you're saying Magic's not interested. This is the one wild card here. Like, we, we can go back, and I, I'm going to read a tweet to you, Anthony. It says, kudos to Jim Buss, at Genie Buss, and Mitch Cup for their pursuit of Carmelo Anthony and LeBron James. You know who the Lakers don't have in that tweet? 
<laughs> Carmelo Anthony. Or Jim Buss. Oh, it's true. Maybe they're going to go sign Jim Buss to a 10-day. Um, <laughs> Might be better at running point than Ingram. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, man. I'm kidding. But anyway, like... So that that's the whole thing that's kind of bothered me about all of this is like we're pretending like the Lakers are actually interested in him just because that's like a fun meme and now it's turned into actual reporting. Yeah. But like, come on, how? Like, let's use some critical thinking skills. Yeah. How interested are they really if they aren't willing to waive one of these guys? Like, I know that obviously Beasley and Zubots are contributing way more than they were earlier in the season. So it used to be it's like, well, we'll waive one of those guys. Now mm-hmm. they're actually helpful. Like Beasley yeah. was probably the Lakers' best player tonight, mm-hmm. or if not, it was if not. It might have been Zubots. Yeah. And, like, that was not where things were earlier in the year. And if those two guys are playing well, like, and, you they know, you're probably... Chandler. You're probably not going to... Yeah, you're definitely not going to wave Chandler. You're definitely not going to... I don't think they're going to wave Lance. Like, so basically what you're saying is, like... If we make a two-for-one trade and we happen to have an open open roster spot, fine, LeBron. We can sign Carmelo, I guess. Yeah, right, right. So that's what Lakers fans have to be on the on the lookout for now is if the Lakers and so that pull being off said, I fully one, expect him to come in and start over Kuzma in three games. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. So, uh, like, to be to actually spend some time like not laughing at the premise here. This is the biggest concern with Carmelo Anthony is that. He had, he completely lacks self-awareness. He was a tire fire in his last two stops and was still talking about how he still isn't willing to come off of the bench for a team. Still, after being a— re- He came off the bench for Houston. Right, but he, was, but he wasn't happy doing it. Yeah. And, and so much so that he wanted to step away from the team and actually wound up stepping away from the team. And so, like— like one thing, I, you guys know that I am not a Lance Stevenson guy, obviously, but to Lance his doesn't make you dance. To to his credit, he has yet to cause any firestorm. No. over lack of minutes. Yeah, no, he has been a. I was like. You know, I'm not going to get into personal life stuff from however many years ago. Whatever, like in the Lakers locker room this specific season, he's been he fine. has been a positive presence. Yeah, like the guys like him. He seems to like keep th- keep things light when things are not going as well, but not in a way that's like like Nick Young, where it was just kind of like you're being a clown. Like yeah. it was like or you're not taking it seriously. It's like he is a guy that is bought in. He's like accepted his role. He has not groused once. Like he has been a like he is. Same not, goes for Beasley. Yeah. Same goes for Beasley, and and I, if I was to if I was to point a gun at your head and I told you you have to, yeah, it's got so violent all of a sudden. Yeah, it escalates quickly when you wear a fedora. <laughs> so I guess it's true, like a real gangster. <laughs> but if this if I was to, like. if I was to tell you, hey, you have to predict this correctly, would you comfortably predict that Carmelo Anthony wouldn't cause waves if he didn't get the right amount of minutes and roll? There, were, that was like a quadruple negative i know but do so you, like do you would you do you feel like you can Anthony, my life is on the line i need yes. to know what the actual question i'm the being question, asked is. the question is do you feel comfortable predicting that carmelo anthony would be as positive a a presence in the locker room as beasley and as lance has been this year Exactly. No. Exactly. And like the idea here is that like, and this is you made a good counterpoint to this when we were talking. At Carmelo dinner. Anthony's gonna stage a coup on Luke Walton yes. in like the first week. <laughs> but he's gonna like. So the idea is that maybe he comes in and LeBron holds him accountable. LeBron says, "Hey, I got you this gig. 
don't screw this up for me. But guess where he just came from? He just had a close personal friend. Yeah, exactly. Everybody's like, oh, well, no, with LeBron, it'll be different. He was just with Chris Paul. Yeah, he's also Banana Boat Buddy. That was the whole argument there. Yeah. The argument before was that with Westbrook and PG, he'd have guys that he could respect. And, like, to his credit, I think he did try to fit in in, on some level in Oklahoma City. I just think that this is, like, sometimes – but, like, we want to make these things about the non-basketball stuff. And that's true. Like, in the case of Tyson Chandler, he was much better than his play has shown. I think we've seen what Carmelo Anthony is at this point. Yeah, he's I, I think even if he's as bought in as bought in can be, I just don't know that he really helps the Lakers more than Michael Beasley. He shoots worse than Lonzo, also from three-point range. Yeah, like, but he, uh, you know, his form's not as ugly. So yeah, it's all that matters. Wait, so do we just say that... that Kuzma and Carmelo Anthony or the Spider-Man? Oh, no. Don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. (laughs) All right. uh, Last thing I wanted to get to here before we let send everybody on their merry way. Well, last two things. Oh, yeah. I got to talk about our boy Byron. But uh, the center situation for the Lakers right now is such that you're seeing the, the locker room politics, I think, once again affect the the correct decisions being made for what's best for the team. Tyson Chandler is very obviously washed up at this point. I think he needs he, he, he I, needs to be out there. He can play he can play like six good minutes yeah. about it looks like. Sure. But the problem is the Lakers are asking him to play twelve to sixteen. 15, yeah. yeah. So that isn't working out. JaVel McGee is still recuperating from pneumonia. Pneumonia. That's what killed Jim Henson. Was pneumonia. Yeah, pneumonia is not like, it's not a cold. Yeah, like, like it's not something. Like, of course, he's a professional athlete. Of course, he's going to say that he can come back and be fine and all this stuff. Like, these guys are confident and they're stubborn and, like, that's, like, they've earned both, all of those qualities. Mm-hmm. But, like, you can watch him out there and it's obvious he is not blameless in well, some of these defensive struggles. One of the, one of, I think, is a very telling stat of his season thus, thus far has been his blocks. Declining gone down each in month. every single month, yep. and and that I think is is a is signifies a lack of energy that he's playing with out there. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's that he doesn't trust what he's supposed to be doing out there. I don't know if it's that he thinks he's best he he can best help the team by rebounding and not blocking shots. I, there is an, any number of of explanations for what's going on there, but that production is waning, and I think. You know what you're starting to see here, and this is this is as shocking to me as anybody, is that Ivica Zubats is pretty clearly the team's best center right now, and he should. Hold on, I want you to be, stop. Yeah, I want you to stop, and I want you to apologize to Ivica Zubats right now. Whoa, there! I, if you go through my timeline, there. No, no, no! You never apologized. A... You flipped. <laughs> You've never apologized. <laughs> I want you to apologize. You demanded that this man's that this man be cut over the summer, and you called the Lakers like basically clown frauds for keeping him around. Well, I still would rather have Thomas Bryant on the team. So mm, you've not watched Thomas Bryant play defense. So <laughs> <laughs> I just no, that we don't have to go down that route. But but yeah, I think what you need to what we need to start seeing here is Zubats needs to be the primary center at least until those guys can get healthy. I don't think either JaVale or Tyson Chandler are healthy right now. And and not playing, not starting JaVale McGee 
isn't some affront to him, though I think he's kind of treating it as such. And not starting Tyson Chandler wouldn't be an affront to him either. This is this is I I think this is one of those situations. I I, th- where I, sense, team Paul, I sense that Tyson Chandler is much more fine with coming yeah. off of the bench than Javale McGee is. Yeah. And so, like, well, I think what this situation seems like to me, and you can call me crazy here, but this seems to me like team politics and, and locker room politics are affecting Luke Walton's ability to make this change that would actually help the team. No, I don't think that that's unfair to say, but that at the same time, that's not uncommon in no. most NBA teams that are not the Warriors or the Spurs. Mm-hmm. Like That still doesn't change anything. Like, what yeah. aboutism doesn't really matter. No, no, no. I'm just saying, like... Like, I don't think that this is a uniquely Lakers problem. No. I do think that it is a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I think it's something that, that the Lakers need to address, like that, that Luke Walton needs to address here. He, he's It's very clear at this point. And, the hey, players. the whole thing, he's been touted this whole time by people that are like, you can't fire Luke. He ha- here are his positive qualities. The defense is one of them, and the ability to communicate and relate to players is another one. Mm-hmm. And, like, at, like, this is where you got to go do your work and, like, do what you're supposed to be good at. At and get one of these guys to understand that it's time to take a break for a little bit. Yeah. Because Zubats is only going to get more valuable once LeBron comes back. Because yeah. they had or, a or really, really even. They, yeah, they, both of them had a really, really good chemistry with mm-hmm. Zubats. And yeah. Yeah. All right. My son's prospering. What can I say? All right. I'm happy for you. Yeah. I actually kind of sort of am. I'm ha- hey, I'm happy for him. He, yeah. He worked hard. Everybody was like, oh, he's not sick. See, he's just bad. And it's like, nope, he just had to recover. And turns out it takes more than, like, a week to regain your conditioning after illness. As evidence JaVale, by yeah, JaVale. JaVale could learn something from that lesson. <laughs> uh, we do. We, we said before we get to Byron's Book Club, we did say that we would get to the iTunes mailbag. And uh, we did get one question. Okay. And it just says, this is from Tosca Bella. And it says, can we have Mia as a guest again? So I'm guessing that's Mia's burner. Mia? Look, you can at least write your name on the Tosca yeah. Bella. Like, is that your nickname for Mia? No. I just, I'm assuming that, like, that's Bella's the only... pretty, right? Bella's, a... Bella's pretty in, in Italian. Please don't, like, compliment my fiancé on the podcast. I'm saying, I, I'm saying it makes sense as a All nickname. Right. All right. Doofus. Sure. <laughs> I'm going to go through your phone and find out that it's Tosca Bella. No, it's not. I actually, it's a, I actually have a different nickname for her in my phone, but I'm not going to... Really? Yeah. You're just going to make it awkward and not... I'm not going to say what it is, but... I call it Jane. I mean, are we letting her back on the show? Yeah, if you want. Why not? That's disappointing. I was hoping you could be the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now I'm in trouble. So, today, I'm in charge of the Byron Scott chapter here from Slam Dunk Success, leading from every position The Lakers could score. use a, a chapter of this right now. Well... This specific chapter deals a lot with failure and learning from failure, but not letting failure in the past affect how you move on in the future or something like that. Nobody better than Byron to learn about failure in the NBA, though. Yeah. What, so what is that? Like, is his <laughs> advice, like, forget but never forgive? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, like I don't know. the development? Look, look, so the X's and O's, as we talk about, is a summary of every chapter. This is me bullshitting a... <laughs> A book report again. But uh, this one here is carry the knowledge learned from mistakes, but don't carry the agony of a loss into the next challenge. That's worth That's really zen. Yeah, that's, but it's really Did Phil Jackson like ghostwrite that? I don't know. Yeah. That would be great though. Are you sure that that's from Byron Saf? 
<laughs> he's some co-author on this. He does. He does. Okay. Uh, but there is a there is a, a portion of of the chapter here that talks about you know the Celtics that how they lost to the Celtics one year they came back and they beat them the next year. Um, and he told his dad they were getting ready for the series and his dad was asking him, are you you know six or seven whatever? He said, oh, we're definitely winning in six. And it apparently is th- that confidence taught him that he was going to be okay in that situation. That's all I have. So what we're saying, what you're saying is that Byron Scott returned to coach the Lakers confirmed. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. They, no. need so- they need someone to re-inject the confidence, Anthony, with Byron and Carmelo Anthony. There's no way that this team can't. Can did you stopped. did you see the video that was going around of D'Angelo Russell talking after the the Nets beat up on the Kings? Did he do a Fifty Shades of Shade? Uh, no, 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 but he said a bunch of stuff that was very leadery, like extremely leadership heavy kind of stuff. Your son is finally growing up. It's wild. Took him a little Both longer of our than Zubots. Well, please get back to me when Zubots wins a, a player of the week. Hey, I can't help the fact that the NBA voting is biased. <laughs> It's a lot harder to win it in the Zubots's West, Zubats' lack of minutes is holding him back. It's a lot harder to win it in the West, Anthony. I'm just saying. <laughs> Zoo, just because Zoo is willing to accept his role on a good team and D'Angelo Russell is, you know, going to play, like, light it up on a bad team, they're in the East. Don't tell me their record. I don't care. Hold on. It's not a real. That's like that's Brooklyn like Nets are sitting at 25 and 23. The Lakers are sitting at 25 and 23. And the Nets play in the East. Okay, sure. But the so Nets are in the playoffs and the Lakers Zoo, are not. Is better than D'Angelo Russell. No. I'm just trying to make you mad. I just thought I thought you'd explode on the podcast. No. I don't actually believe that to be clear. No, I the guy I think he's the first player it since like two, 2012, since Darren Williams, uh the first Nets player to score thirty to points be a in team back cancer. To, oh. Okay. <laughs> also true. <laughs> but but to score thirty points in back to back games. He's the first player to do that since twenty twelve for the Nets. That's a sad stat. That's really bad, right? That's like everybody's like throwing out like the first person, like back to back 50 point games. They're like, the Nets haven't had somebody score 30 twice in a row since 2012. <laughs> but Nets, D'Angelo Russell's playing his ass off. So good for him. No, he is. He's like good for him. All right. That'll do it for this episode of The Lake Show. I'm Anthony Irwin. Where, wait, where can people find this show, Anthony? On iTunes and on Stitcher and Spotify and. Some website. Art 19. Art 19. No, we're moving off of there. Oh. So. Okay, never mind. Forget that. We're going to be moving off of there. Actually. Silverscreenroll.com is another place. You can check out all of our writing. We got a video, as I mentioned, from Pete coming on Kuzma's shooting struggles and why they've been going on this season outside of his career performances right after Pete submitted the video to me. (laughs) And um, so, you know, like I'm telling you, Pete needs to make a video on the Lakers' free throw struggle. So, like, that way they'll, like, hit 100% for the next two games. There you go. and then we also, I'm going to have something on Lonzo coming out tomorrow, tonight, maybe. So, yeah, we got good stuff coming. Silver screen roll. Best Lakers content on the web. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Take his. Oh, come on.